from a playground where we spend most of our days. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast where we get confused by positive outcomes, but feel sure we'll be able to fall back on our snarky ways next week. This week, we break down the rather nice complete game win in Orlando, discuss the merits of putting Ashton Morgan in bubble wrap, take a look at the rumor mill, look ahead to this weekend's match against the Union, and much more. But first, to today's panel. He's going on loan to a bluffer-based podcast, but until then, he's staying at the VMP. It's Tony Walsh. Apollo! His Kitten Stadium podcast is trying to push through an ITC, but we're still negotiating. It is Mark Hinckley. Yeah, maybe DUI or an STD or two. We'll see. Two. Crew cat. Cutting back. Oh, right. He's been called up from our feeder site, Waking the Red. It's VMP super sub, James Grossi. Uh, the hamstring's still a little raw, but I'll do my best. I thought you were on VMP two. I float in between the two. Well, we get, you, get, you do have a contract here, so you're fine. <laughs> There's a contract involved. Fuck, oh, Mark. We talk about this every time, James. Oh. Clearly that memory ray we're using is uh, pretty... It's, it's, good, it's good quality. Well, I remembered not to talk about the non-disclosure agreement this time. Mm. Oh, you just talked James. about the non-disclosure agreement. That's it. You're benched. You're benched, kid. Uh, I've got a no-trade clause for now, but I'm always willing to entertain offers that get me playing time. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. They're going to Disney World. Well, that was kind of fun. Excuse me, Kristen. Uh, uh, we all need to talk right now. I thought now, we were talking. No, hang on. All right. Now, I'm assuming one of you assholes have been in charge of TFC, and I'm getting to the bottom of this right now. Now, there's been some light shed on the current state of affairs that was published in a local print-based publication, which I have a link to on the South Couch Report, a non-print-based publication. Outing undoubtedly one of the biggest cover-ups in club history. And the first two lines of that article say it all. They're done letting websites and pundits run their club. It's quite a statement from top-level MLSE executives who aren't panicking about Toronto FC's four-game losing run. Which one have you been running the club? It sure as hell isn't me. And sure, we sit here and talk about lack of depth. But you haven't signed anyone to help out with that. We talk about Finley being invisible and how DK wasn't on the road trip. Also, why hadn't you let me design the new kits? What have I done to one of you? Seriously, Kristen, why are you running this club? Clearly, I am not the one running this club. If I was running this club, that scarf would have had a badge on it. We would not have had a band of allegiance. So clearly, this is not me. Plausible. Tony, why are you the one that's been running this club into the ground? Do you see a Colin Samuel Memorial Buffet at BMO Field? Proof I'm not running this club. Oh, that's good. Hey, new guy. Hey, sub. Hey, James. You're looking kind of suspicious over there. What's up? What's your deal? How have you been doing, huh? Well, as much as I'd like to say the team's suffering has just been a shameless attempt to get people to come and read my various writings, it is not me. 
but I think I have an idea who it is. Go on. Well, there's a certain somebody who's not here today to defend himself. And if the law has taught me anything, it's he who cannot defend themselves is clearly guilty. Duncan! That's pretty watertight. We found our answer. Okay, we're gonna res- we're gonna revisit this when he gets back from Spain. Um, sorry, Kristen, I do apologize. I apologize to you guys. I had to get to the bottom of this. I had to know because really it was that whole kid thing that pissed me off. But okay, F- three three solid suspects eliminated. Okay, sorry, sorry, Kristen, you were saying it's like Clue with a five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> he did it with the laptop in a non sponsored kit in the South Stands. <laughs> In the south half of Barcelona. <laughs> All right. No, I understand, Mark. That's fine. This this was that was an important thing. But let's let's look on to some positive things. As in, finally, Toronto FC putting in a complete game effort. They actually changed things up tactically, and hey, that was actually fairly competent, uh, almost decisive, you could say. Uh, who knew that they could actually put that together? This early in the season, or really at all? Greg Vanny knew. Apparently. Apparently he's, he's been learning stuff. This was the plan the whole time. Yes. Lure them Playing possum. Classic <laughs> Vanny. The possum yeah. move in Florida? Oh, that's oh, popular. That yeah. is, Quintessential. That's oh, yeah. That's in the book. If I only studied more, I would have understood this. But I'm not a student. You're not. I dropped out. Yep. However. You're dropped out of the game. <laughs> Well, we're going to spend some time basking in the glow that is a TFC win because they don't happen very often. So we should bask a bit. Let's not get too crazy or effusive with the praise because, honestly, it's Toronto FC. There is definitely still work to be done. And one trip to the Magic Kingdom is all we get this year. So time to take a look at the match itself. Highlight of the match for you gentlemen. Just Ah, dive right in. ah, For me, it was the Altador Josie Doe. Second goal. Josie Doe. Oh, that's Doe. that's nice. Yeah. That's oh, I like that. On. That's Thank good. You. It's gonna catch on. It was that deserved all the fingers from the supporter <laughs> section of Orlando City. No, it was very nice. It was uh, it capped off the match nicely. It capped off a performance that we need from Altidore on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That was nice to see mm-hmm. him exactly doing what you know it says on the tin. That's what they brought him for. That kind of play. That kind of. Uh, Way to tip of the iceberg of a counterattack, exactly what they need from Altador on a regular basis. I really love his intelligence and patience um, on those on both those the patience, goals. Indeed, especially yeah. like on the second goal. Yeah. Exactly. The, the, I the first inclination when I saw him get the ball and he got crowded for a second, I was like, oh, he's going to panic and take the you know the panic shot. And nope, he just he read it the whole way. Exactly. Yeah. Similar to what he did in Vancouver, actually. Yeah. So I think. I actually didn't think that he consistently had that in his game, so I'm actually pretty impressed. Well, consistency is what we need to see. I mean, that you know that ha- performance partially saw that we partially saw in Vancouver, and pretty much for the majority of the match in Orlando is uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be the, the fulcrum of success them, of TFC. Really. Then we've got we've got a team. Uh, James, what was your highlight? Oh, just to to continue the chat about Josie, like. Um he, he, aside from the Vancouver game this season, he's been pretty anonymous. He's been yeah, a passenger absolutely. through a lot of those games. And so to see those glimpses of what he can bring when he's switched on, really, it's, you know, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but it was very encouraging to see him play like that again. And 
you never want to be a one in six player or a one no. in five player or whatever it may turn out to be. But we saw in Dallas that when Giovinco decides to do something, he can almost win a game by himself. So if you get Giovinco and Altador mm. firing on all cylinders, then you know all we need is for Bradley to play the way that he played in that second half. And uh, James, just so that we don't piss off some of our listeners who are really fussy about pronunciation, it's Jovinko. Thanks. I thought Giovinko had a good game. That's a spicy James Grassi. Uh, my my highlight had uh, very little to do with the football. I really liked the fact that Jackson wasn't wearing a <laughs> sponsor on his kit. Um, so, well, I went first. So Damn it. It's no different than any gag we do. You got to jump it, right? Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought his uh, his homage to uh, Duncan, <laughs> to Duncan yeah. was 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 very was heartfelt very fitting jackson just he's on vacation he will be back soon so but keep up the protest we hear you brother my favorite conspiracy of the day uh, is he just really religious and didn't want to have a bank on his shirt on a sunday i was like that is oh i did not see that religious. that's that hilarious so... and wow. the, the answer to that was no it was just an oversight no I, my my favorite was oh trade coming you know, wrong shoes. <laughs> That's what I was like. Wrong yeah. shirt. But please, sir, can I have proper kit? No. Can I have shoelaces? Yeah. No. But wouldn't you just not have a name on the back if you're going to be traded? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That seems yeah. to be the weird thing to leave. Yeah, no what, Honestly, what I think it is is that... You're not good enough uh, for Bank of Montreal. Mal, you know, Tampa Bay was done. Mal made a beeline for Orlando and snuck into the change room. And, <laughs> and just... And did he scrape it off? Did he scrape the oh, he, off like, with a hid, He hid the other, he he hid the other kit. You know, I didn't even know Mal's that, revenge. I didn't know TFC would own kits without sponsorship. To well, me, that, that, that really seemed really weird. Like <laughs> that seems against well, their I've being. Seen them, no, no, no. When um, when Josie and Michael Bradley did their uh, MMA style press conference with oh. uh, Kaká and Shay, they were wearing sponsorless kits, which I thought was a little intriguing. So maybe that's their practice kits. Shay and Kaká sounds like a lotion. <laughs> Fragrant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Shea butter. Infused with Shea and Kaka. No, see, my theory on the Jackson thing was that they had misspelled his name on the background with an X instead of a C and a K. Jackson Claxon. Given all of the Zardes trouble that we've had recently. Oh, that's true. There been a couple of kit mishaps in recent weeks, so I was assuming there was an errant World-class league, people. A world-class league. Can't yep. spell its players' names. Wait until our Torino FC badges show up next week. <laughs> its eyes are so I'm hot right now. I want my Toronto FC badge still. All right. Well, I, too, had the Jackson sponsorless kit, so we will move on. Low light. Um, I, I kind of felt that uh, watching Haglin nearly bulldog his man into the ground in the seventh minute uh, scared the living shit out of me, um, especially given that he just got a yellow card not six minutes before. Um, I figured that was that was going to be the indicator that this night is already screwed. Thank you very much. But uh, he managed to keep his nose clean for the rest of the match, so... It was scary. That's that scared the hell out of me the most. Being a consistent performance, uh, finding a low light was difficult for once. I should have saved some for the first few weeks. <laughs> you got to carry those over. <laughs> so mine was a brief one, which is funny. It comes off the back of the Eltador goal, which was when Perkis was laying like a flattened out <laughs> Polish, French, whatever. Some sort of pastry. Per- some pierogi kind of, crepe. Yeah, some kind of pierogi crepe. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Uh, I believe we uh, found his nickname. The pierogi crepe. El That's Pierogi a signature crepe. move, I crepe thought. So, yeah, I thought, oh, man, this is perfect. Another center back flattened out. But, hey, he was playing Polish-French possum. 
a famous creature a from the, the woodlands between France and Poland. <laughs> Those hinterlands are full of wonderful <laughs> creatures. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to complain about that game. I think I think through the first half hour, we still saw a lot of that disorganization, a lack of communication that that was troublesome. The Haglin looked a little bit lost for for mm-hmm. several passages, but you know, it's something that they they managed to fight through and they kept a clean sheet and that was what they needed. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just basically said missed there was a couple missed goal scoring opportunities at the beginning again, sort of before they settled into the game and a bit of flat play. But yeah, I did struggle. I was like, um, do I put do I put this in here this week? Well, the bar of expectations has been seriously lowered through the last few matches. <laughs> but it was, you know what? Front to back, really. It was Credit where it's due, I think important One of for their them, better games ever, Something actually. that's important for them is that they uh, they came out with a Intense. expectancy to, well, maybe not dominate, but at least have a say in the pace of the match. They didn't come out as in Dallas, as we all saw, and, and let the opponent bring, you know, the direction of the match to them. Oh, yeah, no. First scoring opportunity right away, Jackson, mm-hmm. with actually... That was a great Pretty, shot. That was a great yeah. shot. Yeah. That was blew the like, blew the sponsor right off his kit. That's what really happened. We didn't because no one noticed it before that. No, the BMO dissolved. Exactly. Yeah. I thought I saw it's it like early in the shirt. first half. Like just you know, they were showing him from like armpits up, and it's like wow, that because I would notice something that stupid. It's like oh, it's just, his sponsor seems to be really low, and that was then they zoomed out and I didn't see it again until the second half where it was clear. Mm. It's like, I did catch that. Nothing on tactics, but I caught the fact that he wasn't wearing a bloody sponsor. <laughs> That's why I'm Mark on the Hinkley panel. with the Kitten Stadium podcast. Yeah. Man of the match. Has to be Altador, I guess. For Josie. Yeah, yeah. but a uh, hat tip to Michael Bradley and what I thought was his best performance in perhaps ever. Since, since the Columbus it, game. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. the Columbus game last year. Yeah, in, in a long time, either way, no matter how you slice it. Uh, he did exactly what this club needs Michael Bradley to do. He was first in in the tackle in the midfields. He was breaking up plays and then showing a tremendous amount of uh, speed and tracking back and tracking forward. Uh, he, to me, it was what was advertised Michael Bradley would bring to the club. And for some reason that maybe isn't clear yet, we haven't seen on a consistent basis. I think it's because he was trying to do too much for too many people. Uh, I think he was more concentrated from the center of the pitch to the the final third, really, for the most part. He did track back, but she, he did leave the responsibility to Sheru to do most of the heavy lifting on the defensive midfield. So I think it paid off. More so of that. Is everyone else sort of on the... Like, I'm, Altidore is not my man of the match, so well, am I the should, only you dissenter? You should leave right now. Well, I'm intrigued. Actually, my man of the match, and, and, and Josie, and I, I admit, he had a great game, and those goals, and I'll praise those goals to the sky, and I want to see him play like that more. But mine's Sheru. For yeah. a, you know, that's his first game back. Um, but one, I enjoy watching him. I think he's been one of their most consistent players. And you were talking about him doing the heavy lifting. I loved his play last night. Mm-hmm. And that ball on the second goal, Magic. That is the third time he's done that this season. Magic. And it is always, you know, tailor-made. It lands right on the yeah. advancing player's foot. He's got such a good vision for the field, and he 
rarely to me puts a foot wrong. I really like how he plays and how he keeps things organized and like enough to let, I think that Bradley wouldn't have been as free to play if it was Warner out there with him. Oh, definitely not. It would have been such a different game and having Sheru and his ability to both, you know, they're similar players, but to both help out on defense, but to be that playmaker. And I find him to be a more natural playmaker than Bradley. And I think probably that sinks into Bradley too, that he doesn't, maybe feel the necessity that he has to drop back to the sweeper role exactly because he's got a very confident guy as a partner him. he can yeah. trust yeah and mm-hmm. i think i think the two of them together i really like what could develop from that from for that the, partnership for, for the last you know few years of bradley's career he's played with teammates of a high caliber yeah who he doesn't have to worry about he doesn't have to babysit exactly to, to, to borrow from one of his yeah <laughs> themes but uh yeah i think he probably can tell if he didn't know already but in the matches since playing with Sheru that he's got a very competent partner back there that isn't gonna do something boneheaded for the most part he does the simple things very well yeah we haven't heard the story of how he was how he was acquired yet like what was he one of those players that they sent out the scouting dvd to or but i think his his arrival will be seen as a masterstroke this season as far as what he brings that opens up the possibilities for other players. He, he is the Justin Morrow for me this season in terms yeah. of an unexpectedly wow signing who's I, going to... I wish we could have got him when he was 30. That would have been lovely. <laughs> it's, a sh- it's a shame at his it, age. It I is, that it's the tail end yeah, of his yeah. career. We're only going to get probably a couple of years out of him, but... Well, we'd be lucky, I think. I know, yeah. but I, that's what I'm hoping for. I still can't believe that, that they managed to get him. Like I'm, I follow loosely... Okay, very, very casually, shall we say, uh, Olympique Marseille in the French League. And, it, it, listen, and following casually is the only way to support a French club properly. This is true. This is true. And um, he quick, Chewy, follow casually. When they said, like, when they announced that he, he'd been signed, I thought it was a mistake, or maybe there was a brother. Right. Like, it's just, <laughs> well, and there is a brother. Yeah. I know there is a brother of, of, of Cheru, but um, <laughs> I, I double took. It's like, really? Wow, that's that's a that's a good bit of business, and. Not to say, like, oh, well, I knew he was capable of this, but he's a class above this league. And the fact that they managed to get him under the salary cap, like, not DP, mm. not to say that he was going to be worth $3 million a season, but, you know, a little higher than what I'm sure he's making. I just thought, it was, like, what a coup. He'll what be an, an interesting one. I, I, I assume he's going to be mid-200s, oh, if not higher. Oh, I, and, and you know what? I'm not bothered by that. No, if you're getting the quality, who exactly. really cares? It's 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 when you're spending that much money on a guy who's not producing that you know. <coughs> Robbie Finley. So we're going to go to the match. <laughs> just to, not actually. You have one more thing to say before we move on. Uh, yeah, I actually because I, I figured everyone would say Altador, so I, oh. I wanted to talk about Perky a little bit. I felt like he, we still haven't seen the best out of him nope. as of yet, mm-hmm. but but I feel like he put in a much more solid performance this game. We we yeah. got to see. A little bit more communication. We got to see. I'm not sure if he is the stay-at-home defender who organizes, or if he's the first man out that you want to cut down the other team's play. Yeah. And I think that's been the problem through the first four or five matches, where he wasn't sure what his partner was going to do, so he would get himself caught way far too high upfield. I think he needs a better partner tackles. still. I, th- I think with his pace, he suits the stay-at-home defender more, but he doesn't have the patience, uh, the, the ball-winning center back next yeah. to him yet. Because Haglund, that's a lot to ask for a young guy. And he hasn't... Listen, they don't want 
Nick Haglund as the answer to the other center back. I disagree. I think they do. Really? I think well, they... Well, they, if they are, then they're not looking to go very far because Nick Haglund, God love him, he's developing. He's not developing. He's my go to the mm-hmm. match. Well, moving on to the go to the match thing, I think because I, I, I had a hard time picking a go to the match as well. Even Craval looked pretty good when he was played yeah. in his proper midfield position. And I thought about Finley, the invisible man, but Haglund, it's not his fault entirely. Well, I think we need to remember that a lot of the good things that he did last season were with Caldwell beside him, and Caldwell was very much instructing him when to go where. He was talking him through those games, and I don't think that – I think this is the third time I've mentioned communication, but he probably doesn't have that relationship with Perky yet too. Just the the, the quick foul at the beginning, which was a stupid foul, Mm -hmm. and then the second one, fairly quickly after that, it was like, okay – you don't need to do this. This is unnecessary play considering how your team is playing even right now this earlier in the game. A- again, he's a young guy. He needs more minutes. I-, I honestly wouldn't mind him playing with TFC too if we had more competent center backs to come in. If, and, 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 I don't, and depth. We, well, we exactly. don't, just we don't, don't have it. We don't have yeah. any, and that is the problem. But... Um, I find myself noticing him far too much, way more than you should notice defenders of, of, of any variety. And mostly for things that are problematic. And it's not to say that he had a horrible game, but if I have to look at somebody, like I said, Robbie Finley did come to mind. Stop choosing two goats. No. You get one goat. I get whatever I want. Two horns, one goat. That's all you get. Yeah, that still makes me sick. <laughs> All right, well, who did you have? Robbie Finley. Clearly. (laughs) Stop talking about him. I have things to say. I got nothing much to say about Robbie Finley, except the fact that I said uh, during the match that when the Players Union releases the salaries, I expect him to take full goat in TFC land among supporters. He's going to be the standout. There's always the one guy's like, you're paying him what? Hmm. True. I had a hard time coming up with any real, real villains in the piece. Um... I kind of felt that, like, I guess honorable mentions, there's no go to the match, but honorable mention would be the ghost of Finley Past, and um, uh, Perkis makes me a little nervous still. Like, he, he had a much improved game, without a shadow of a doubt, but there were still a couple moments where, is this the one where he gets caught the red the card? Yeah. Uh, is, this the one where, is this the one where he gets caught badly out of position again? Like, he, he seemed to really pick up his game versus, you know, the epic in Dallas, and I thought that was... It was great to see. Like I was, I was a lot less nervous, but there was just flashes of, is this where he loses the plot? So oh, it's a work in progress. Yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. He's as long as there, as long as there's progress, take your time. I just get lost in his eyes. But he is human. Loyal. French and Polish. <laughs> I believe those per- were the third words. Per- pierogi crepe. Yeah, pierogi crepe. Dot com. All right. Uh, so Spotting it. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, Vanny Tactics. So finally, it only took how many games for him to realize that perhaps I've lost count. What you want to do and what you should do, or what you can, what things. you can do, you can do. Yeah. So other than again putting the invisible Robbie Finley out. Yeah, that's not going to be caught on the mic. Seriously though, and I agree with you. You know, why is he a thing? Um, but that was probably the best possible starting 11 yeah. that he had available and should have fielded. Um, 10. Sorry, you know, Finley. I think that I want to take I want to take solace in this. I want to think, all right, 
You know, they, we were more defensive-minded. It was a more logical formation. That back four doesn't bother me if Justin Morrow can adjust to the right because Ashton Oregon, who we'll talk about a little bit more in a bit, um, acquitting himself very nicely. Just those two lines of four, you know, four four two is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And not that other formations aren't lovely, but there's been so much, like, backlash in Toronto about playing four four two, which I don't understand. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's a, not sexy it's a enough, silly thing like, to hang your hat on because... A formation doesn't dictate how you play. Exactly. It's the players in the formation. Yeah. And and the style you decide to play yeah. as well. I mean, and the difference between one or two of the big differences of uh, the previous matches was the defensive line stayed deeper. Exactly. They they weren't pressing quite in the same high line fashion as they had been previously. And they didn't need to. The counterattacks counter were coming from deeper positions uh, whilst holding the shape more so than this marauding style that they were going for the Where no one seems to know where to go. Well, they also, too, I don't know if they had the talent to pull that off, especially when not all of them are terrific two-way players. Yeah. And for me, yes, Moro on his opposite side may not be the greatest thing, but I'd rather see a wingback in a wingback position, no matter what side he's on. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, I think the the most encouraging sign from this was that Vanny seems to have learned the lesson from Dallas of, of trying to play a wing uh, a fullback in the center back position instead of just putting players into places where they fit. Like the decision to put Hagelin out on the right and Morrow in the middle in Dallas was suicide. It wasn't. You could see how it could potentially work, but it was it was being too clever by half. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was that. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this super move that makes me look all fancy and that's students for you. Yeah. I have an idea. Stop thinking. Uh, so to learn that lesson and to implement it immediately was was encouraging. I guess the proof of the pudding really is how he goes forward with this. Is he does he see the positives of what he did and take that as a lesson, or does he feel I'm going to use this word twice in two weeks, embiggened by his success, by the nobleness <laughs> of his success? <laughs> yes, and uh, another you know, does, lineup. Does he feel like? He has earned himself a little bit of uh, room to go back to what he truly, obviously loves as a, a well, tactical style. When we get to the the Philadelphia part of the podcast, we will talk about that a little bit more because, again, there are some really wonderful opportunities playing the Union. Um, but again, he should stay. I think he should stay, and we'll get and we'll talk about that. But I, I just, I hope. I hope it's a corner turned or a page turned. I hope he's on the next chapter of his book. I really do. <laughs> those those student texts are. I know, those are but big books, man. Like, did he have to like send it back to the library and wait for a new one? Coloring what was happening? Book. Somebody had scribbled over some of the diagrams, oh. so the lessons weren't coming. <laughs> he got lost in appendices. Footnotes. Damn They're those footnotes! Footnotes are a killer in football. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, as far as tactics go. Um, I had a hard time telling if Orlando was anemic or if Toronto was just that much more disciplined. I mean, without a doubt, their defense was was way more competent. And but at the same time, they weren't dealing with like two lightning bolts from from Dallas. So that being said, you know, whatever, I'll take it. I'll take where I can get it. Um, I want to believe that they were uh, disciplined all over the park. Never mind, just in the back. Um, and it seemed like the the midfield was a lot more aware to help out where needed. And which was something that's been missing for the last 
season. So far season. So I think the one thing that actually we haven't talked about, uh, just to consider when we talk about them, you know, front to back, how much more disciplined they were and how much, you know, more in sync they were is the fact that, you know, Colin, hardly a thing. He's always a problem against TFC. Nice tattoo, though. <laughs> yeah, now it's... Tramp stamp, baby. Clubland loves it. Yeah. Clubland loves it. Yeah. Wait till they get to Escobar. It's big on D- um, Daytona Beach. Springtime. Oh, Very popular. No problem. But Brekshay and Kaka were really fairly well neutralized as well. Like, Brekshay caused some issues because he was always going to down that one side. But there wasn't nearly as much to worry about from... But I think, again, if we looked at the team a week ago or two weeks ago if they had gone out there and played like that those two guys would have had a field day which was my fear um and i so i think that has to be again that's a really good thing orlando is an expansion team and they're playing like one but they also have some good things about them there's yeah, not they're I, I, not I don't terrible. think they're much worse than other teams we've lost to this no. year on paper at least they're you know they've got some very competent pieces and eric avila did not score <laughs> xoxo boys in the city you know it Surprised. All right, Ashton Morgan, playing well. Is he playing well enough to keep that spot on the left once other defenders are healthy? I should think that if things keep working, you don't switch it up until you need to. That's oh, what I hope. They're going to switch it up. Yeah, you know that, yeah, no. that's that's um, true. But yeah, it, like, do you throw Mark Bloom as soon as he's healthy right in there just because? Say, say they rattle off a couple of wins using this, you know oddball back combination four, yeah. the dual left back yeah the dueling left backs never see it's got wait could that could all left back this could be this could be greg vanny's chapter in the book of big book of manager have you heard of the dueling left back yeah i came up with that it's an mls thing no but but really like if it keeps i don't switch a lineup if it's working exactly just because you have someone who's in a natural position you never know it's like i use this example a lot it's like when marvell win went to colorado and they decided to put him in the center back role which which here they said was impossible and he and he flourished who knew speed was so valuable (laughs) you know but i'm gonna bring up breck shea again because he's converted winger he's yeah. now a left back yeah and not that's a slightly easier transition but for a guy who was always way up front always part of the attack always causing trouble to see him play some stay-at-home defense as well and not badly he's not been terrible back there no, he was he was one of those guys the americans have this way of producing guys that'll either be strikers or center backs i'm pretty sure zavaleta <laughs> was another one of those guys yeah. yes he was like, a striker first and now i'm not sure exactly what we don't know what he is so shay's always been an attacker as far as i know but there was some talk of him going to europe when, when he was like 18 and they wanted to bring him in as a center back so my other question sorry uh morgan thoughts um my my thing is is that from an offensive from an offensive tool set, he works. I, I feel he works well. It's only a matter of time that all of those, or not all of them, but most of those crosses are going to hit spot on where they're causing a shot on net, if not going in. Like he's, it's it's the defensive properties that that are the question mark, and he looked good last game. Um, it would be a tragedy if, hey, Bloom's healthy. Sit down, Ashton. What? Well, who would do that? Who would do such a... What club would do such a thing? They'd trade him first, Mark. Uh, yeah. Well, and sorry, then, go ahead, and, and then, then that brings me 10. to my next question. 
Um, it never hurts to have a little bit of depth, though. So as much as it would it was it would suck to lose your space for nothing of your own doing, mm-hmm. um, there will be chances for him to play yeah. at, at some point. And uh, just one final thing to get out of the TFC bubble for a little bit is uh, it's great for Canada to mm-hmm. have him to have him in the conversation, his stride, yeah, yeah. heading into the gold Back cup into, and world cup qualifiers. Yeah, absolutely, like he's well, going to be in a fight with De Jong to get the spot. But we said a few weeks ago, really, like this opportunity with TFC's depth at a minimum. Could be Ashton Morgan's last chance to crack this club once and for all in a position that's fairly secure and not see him disappear for months at a time. But also crack the lineup for Canada as well. Yeah. Which um, is important. But like, so, well, one, go, they go hand in hand. They really. do these days. So, you know, I, I'd give him more leash than most because of we have a soft spot for him, him being local and a good guy. But uh, yeah, so. I hope no matter what happens, he continues, but he'll have to continue at a good level. What? No, go, go. Oh, uh, if he does get bumped out of the lineup, we are one step closer to the Morgan as winger potential. Exactly. <laughs> You're here. Yes. Support. <laughs> Screw you, Duncan. <laughs> That's what you get for going to Spain. Ashton Morgan as Duncan's a winger. Duncan's so flexible. <laughs> Um, so weird. But speaking of Ashton Morgan and moving him around or having him in a lineup or not, last night was 99 appearances. <gasps> Go on. The death number. Exactly. So what what happened? So what 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 bizarre happening is going to occur that means Ashton Morgan no longer wears a TFC TFC shirt next week? Loan to San Antonio? That was high on my list of yeah, possibilities. Why not? Um, they put up a banner on the wall of honor for him, which then falls down and hits him in the eye, leaving him injured for the remainder of the season. <laughs> Similarly, I just went with ACL tear singing the national anthem. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure if he would count as a as an appearance if he doesn't actually no. line up. No, I wouldn't. Think you make so. the anthems no. an appearance when they blow the whistle. That's an appearance. <laughs> He uh, decided to go skateboarding with Nicholas Lindsay. Oh, low blow. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Not too soon. Too soon. Sorry, Nicholas. Well, just because, Sorry. Just because the snow thawed, it can't be a, can't be a snowmobile accident. I wanted it to be it's, plausible. Come on. He got hurt in a snowmobile accident because it's damn near May. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, one last thing. The DEFCON level. Uh, <laughs> where are we on the panic scale for the team right now after that win? Out of a scale out of five. this is you. No, so it's, a, no. it's a, the DEFCON Def scale. Con is okay, DEFCON. Okay, I, I said, was just making sure, but yeah. I okay. Said I went with color. I didn't know there would be numbers involved. I believe there are colors associated with the numbers. Yes, I, I went with so. DEFCON two, which I assume is yellow. I don't know. I believe it's blue, maybe green. Oh anyway, DEFCON two is the second highest, right? No, no, yeah, no. Five is five is the highest. Yes, five is the highest. Uh, DEFCON five is no. full out nuclear. No, no, no. no. One is the highest. One is one is the highest. It's a reverse scale. Sorry. DEFCON four then. I have it at DEFCON 3. I'm not prepared to drop it further than... Uh. After the last three halves, my personal DEFCON meter, which you can check on my website, is uh, <laughs> is dropped significantly over the last three halves. It's sort of a yellowy-orangish sort of hue. <laughs> Closer <laughs> to the yellow than the orange. Though, I, thought that was, said. I thought that was a weather vane. <laughs> no wonder I dressed terribly. I was, I was secretly hoping that it was going to be a completely different scale. Yeah, so... Um, it's like the Beaumont scale, like like James, um, Beaufort, Beaufort? Beaufort measured in kilojoules. Beaufort, Beaufort. Yeah, yeah um, I don't know what the Beaumont scale is. No, is that a Muppet? Is that a Muppet? Don't know. It could be. I, don't know. Um, I think it's a street. Rolf the dog. Oh, Rolf. Yeah. Chris, uh, Rolf, Chris the, Rolf the dog. On the 
<laughs> on the uh, on the Muppet Andromeda, scale, that was for um, you. On the Muppet scale, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Defcon Animal. So, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Is yeah. Animal the worst? Yeah, no. Defcon oh, Animal be the worst? That's panic time. No, no. The, the Oscar the Gross clearly the worst. Really? really? Yeah, I think he was. That, I, I, I would rather hang out with Animal. No, I think Beaker re- actually would be the worst. <laughs> Like That's he's, true. He's very Be- Beaker panicky. might be Defcon Five. Uh, I will always associate him with Sulzma because they mm-hmm. kind of look the same. So no, I'm gonna go with. I'm sticking with Animal. Not Sam the I'm Eagle slash Mick McCarthy. Scale at all. I'm very <laughs> oh, <it's>, confused right <laughs> now. Sam Wikipedia the Eagle would be a midway patriotic. Yeah. So like a. Or if or if, I, or if Mick McCarthy was your manager. Would it, would it be clear if I said? Uh, 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 the one pig from Pigs in Space that isn't Miss Piggy, that's the commander. The handsome one? Yes. With, with, yeah. the, with, the, with, the, that, with the silvery locks? Uh-huh. Right. That I'm that Muppet on the Muppet scale. Right. Now I completely understand. Thank you. It all makes sense now. Sorry. My bad with using animal. All right. Austin. <laughs> Space. Voyager's Cup is coming. One of our favorite times of the year. Uh, no, really, we actually do mean that. We love the Voyager's Cup. Like the it's so much fun, and for whatever reason, it's just very different. There's a different vibe, and it's you get to see a few different players usually. Um, anyway, it is almost upon us. We don't have Voyager's Cup games quite yet, but the NASL teams have had to duke it out to see Preliminary to route. see who gets to play right. with the big boys. Uh, lucky for us. VMP super sub James is here, and he was recently in Ottawa. Yes, in his primary role as a minister of parliament. <laughs> That's what I do in my we're trying, job. We're trying to keep that senator. under wraps. Actually, yes, I am a senator. Oh my! <laughs> Sorry about the elimination. <laughs> Uh, so, James, what can you tell us about the experience? Tell us about uh, the Eddies and the Fury. Well, it was my second annual trip up to Ottawa for the opening of the Voyagers Cup. Uh, compared to last year, where they played in a, a rather tiny little university stadium off the side of a highway, walking into Lansdowne Park was an entirely different experience. It was a nice big stadium, brand new, wonderful sight lines. It did leave a little something to be desired with uh, you know roughly 3,000-person crowd sitting in that big, huge stadium. I'm not sure what the television pictures look like, but apparently the cameras were on the side that was full of people, so yes. it showed just tons of empty seats. Lots of empty seats. It was a bit dismaying. They could have thought that one out a little a bit, bit better. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty decent crowd. The um, The University Stadium, the year prior, it felt a little bit rowdier because, you know, you were on these sort of aluminum bleachers huddled up with people. It was very cold. It was rainy. Uh, this one, it was much more comfortable, but you, d- you did lose a little bit of that sort of Friday night lights sort of feel to it. Uh, it was an entertaining game. The early goal really helped helped a lot. Um, the Edmonton comeback at the end was sort of out of left field. You know, they had had their chances, but Ottawa should have really put that game away. Uh, it was a bit of a time warp, though, seeing so many familiar names out there for both teams. I mean, I got to yell to Guzman as yes. Jonathan, as uh, Julian de Guzman sent an effort over the bar. I saw some oh. Andrew Wiedemann. was oh. tempted to call him... A certain adjective that Kristen <laughs> is a big fan of. Ryan Richter almost snuck up on me. Classic. 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 And then Johan Smith. 
Right what? out of left field. Budget. I was blown away. Oh, I didn't away. know that. I didn't know that. Johan Smith plays what? for Edmonton now. It was, it was crazy. Love it. So that was good fun. It was good to see those guys again. I wasn't sure what year it was for a while, but that's all right. <laughs> and then as chance would have it, I ended up sitting two rows in front of who I are, who, who I am assuming to be the family of Eddie Edwards. Oh, really? So they were. we were about two sections over from the Ottawa fans, the Ottawa supporters group, uh, the Bytown boys and such. And Eddie Edwards' family was right behind us cheering for Edmonton. And you couldn't quite be sure if they were saying, go Eddie's or go Eddie. But there was quite a bit of back and forth. And it is amazing how loud two women can be compared to a supporter section full of slightly intoxicated It's not men. surprising at all, actually. <laughs> I was rather impressed, yeah. Um, you know, the, the Voyager's Cup, it's, it's good for Canada um, to have a, a sort of competition where a lot of the domestic talent can come through. The coaches on both sides are Canadian names that we should all keep an eye on in the future. You know, Mark DeSantos, Colin Miller. Uh, the one thing that I sort of came away from this game with, and I think you could tell by the the less than friendly words that were shared between the two sides, was that, you know, lost in all the hype and fantasticness of our three MLS teams is that before the Voyagers Cup gets started proper, these two teams are going to have to meet every year to see who gets to go on. And, and the building rivalry that that will create, they will dislike each other immensely in the coming years. It's going to be wonderful. And, you know, we all look forward to the day where this is more of a proper tournament where it's not just five teams competing for a cup. (coughs) Hamilton. (laughs) Sorry. Cold. You're right there. You have to get a team before you can Shush. But until then, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy that that we're going to have this little rivalry that, you know, nobody would expect Ottawa and Edmonton to have some sort of rivalry, but... Stephen Harper would. Exactly. Oh. I'm not familiar with him. <laughs> Who's he play for? He's a Although oil, he, oil oligarch. Wild Rose FC. Although he did appoint me to the Senate. So, no, no. so there you go. I'm a bag man of the highest quality. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good time. If, if you ever get a chance to go up there, I highly recommend it. Um, and Senators even won, I think. Seeing the two what? squads, do you think uh, either of them could... Uh, have a challenge for one of the MLS sides that they they meet? If you had to pick one of the two squads. Um, I was explaining this to my friend. I went to visit my buddy Charles while I was up there, and uh, he was asking me what the difference was between NASL and MLS. And It's a bit simplistic, but my, my sort of explanation is that, you know, all these guys have tools that are as good as MLS players, but it's do they have the same number of them? Like a really fast guy like Johan Smith won't have that final touch that would make him a, a, a solid MLS player. You know, the defender will be good in the air, but he won't quite have the speed that you need to be back there. The goalkeepers will be excellent shot stoppers, but they might not have the distribution <laughs> required for an MLS <laughs> keeper. So, you know, when it comes down to the game, like Edmonton should have got past Montreal last year, yeah. and Montreal is on the verge of winning the championship. So, I mean... It would have been Edmonton. You could never... <laughs> yeah, no. Naturally. It should have been Edmonton. That is clearly that's, the point that science. I was alluding that, to. Yep. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so, you know, you could never predict it on projecting how each of the teams would fare, but, you know, on any given night, who knows what can happen. And, you know, I think I think the semifinal series that we saw last year, both of them were, were pretty fantastic as far as games go. There were a lot of Americans talking about how entertaining they were compared to a lot of the U.S. Open Cups that get very little viewership, so... 
I don't really care who wins as long as it's as entertaining as it has been. That's cool by me. Well, I hope if Edmonton runs out of goalkeepers, uh, Don Garber is willing to send one there too. I hear Sean Johnson might be available. Good, good. Oh, wow. I heard nice. that too. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we'll be uh, joining the Voyagers Cup group in a week and a half. Who are we playing? We're playing Montreal. Of course, we're playing Montreal. <laughs> I hear if we beat them uh, and they win the uh, Champions League, we get their spot. That's right. We're the we best become, in the we, world. No, we, are, we become the North. They, it's, the it's Concacaf champions. Yeah, it is a belt. Yeah. It's yeah. a belt. So it's a belt match. So um, yeah. it really should be a belt. We, we have to rip the masks we were, off of Jack Mac and Ernie first. Then. Oh yeah, th- those trios are really they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a midget match. Yeah, uh, we we were we were half joking about it. Apparently, I should say apparently, in uh, New Zealand rugby. They have a thing called the Rain Fury Shield, and effectively, it's a that cha- doesn't sound made up at all. No, it's a cha- but it's like a championship belt. You win the you win the shield, and you have to defend it over certain matches. It does not mean you are the champion of the league, and it does not mean you're even a really good team. There, the one of the teams that uh, one of the unions that recently held it for close to like eight or nine months are considered a yo-yo union that keep going between one and two. And I believe they even took the shield down to two for a period of time, which is hilarious. <laughs> We're taking it with us. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's, a, it's such my shield, an amazing, it's such an amazing tradition that I don't know how nobody's ever thought of doing that. They were the honky-tonk man of oh, rugby clubs. Absolutely. The Pedro Morales. The, the Tito Santanas. I saw some highlights of the ladder match. I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be the best. All right. Voyager's Cup coming soon. Thank you, James, for uh, a little bit of insight onto teams we don't normally I'll file watch. my expenses after the show. You senators. Seriously. Hey, I'll try hey, hey, everybody. Hey, 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 everybody. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind? Hey, everybody. It's Bitchy Blakes. Good God. Son of a bitch. Yes. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety blank. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite hashtag game, and as I said before, good for kids of all ages. NSFW. Shh. Good good tag. Last week's blank was, Bez has stated that he wants to name the new East Stand. It should be called blank. Before we get to this week's winner, gentlemen, what do you have for this blank? I think that uh, we we should consider naming this the Memorial Stand. Lest we forget all those that have come here and ended their careers playing for Toronto FC. Frings. Di Rosario. Dikio. Mista. Teboli. The Memorial Stand. I hate it when DQ looks at me with those eyes. I know, they're so sad. From behind his cage. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd uh, appeal to the more socialist elements around the table by uh, asking for the the, uh, new stand to be called the Eastern Black. (laughs) 
<laughs> nice communism and mad magazine. <laughs> yes. What me worried? <laughs> that's Shut up, that's the motto for the stand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also believe it's going to be on the inside collar of next year's kit. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go before James because he's been giggling about his for about an hour and a half now. I really just came up with it. I know, but you've still been giggling about it. I went with the, it should be called something, I talked about this last week, it should be called the Pink Floyd Stand because they're referring to it already as the wall. And come on, we already have theme songs in place. It's perfect. Shine on you crazy midfielder. The chance coming out of there would be spectacular. Hey. The laser show too. Floating pigs. Hey, Kaka, leave those kids alone. Mine, despite my giggles, is not actually that that good. It's poignant. In keeping with Mark's sort of remembering those who have come before. Sorry, do you need a song? Uh, no, I think I can do without. Just check it. And further sticking it to the fans, it should really just be called the Mo Johnson Memorial Stand for all of the great things that he did for this football club. Nice, the Momo Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that can be it. It's a great museum, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where we where we can put our trophy and our ball. Have you visited the South American exhibit? The Museum of Modern Maurice Johnson Art. <laughs> There's a jersey where it's half Rangers and half Celtic. Oh, so evocative. Yes. Blood splattered down the middle. <laughs> that was in Jackson Pollock uh, period. Wait, Jackson. Jackson Pollock. Pollock. Jackson, Jackson Pollock. Pollock. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> Messy. Multicolored <laughs> duck, basically. Uh, the winner this week, though, is at Tuffy Rocks. Hi, Roger. Uh, he says that the new stand should be called the Winter Classic Stand. It's apt. It is it's accurate. Yeah. All right. Moving forward to this week's Bitchy Blank. Jackson played with a sponsorless kit this past weekend. Next week, he will play without blank. Huh. His four brothers? Tito, give me a <laughs> tissue. <laughs> Save it for next week. Oh, sorry. I know what my answer is going to be. It's going to involve four brothers. <laughs> <laughs> is James here next week? I don't, I don't know. Because I, I got a good one about four brothers. Is, is, is Duncan <laughs> back too? next yeah. week? I believe there's a Mark Wahlberg movie called Four Brothers that should probably get worked into that song. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you trying to bring the show down? Why wow. do you want to work it together. Marky Mark and anything if it's not Everything with the Everything is bunch? better with Marky Mark, let's be honest. I always try James to bring vibrations. the filmography of Andre 3000 to the table. <laughs> Anyway, please do send us your responses to us on the Twitters at any of our individual Twitter accounts or to the Vocal Minority account, Vocal Minority CA. Uh, use the hashtag BitchyBlanks. Send us lots and lots of answers. We like lots and lots of choice. And you can play up until 5 o'clock on Monday. Look at you learning stuffs. I am sick of being picked on. So proud. <laughs> She's growing up right before our eyes. And leave her home with the best thought that she had. But in a parking lot in Washington, she asked herself, What have I done? What have I done? I remember Baron Eagle was on the run. So on to uh, a look back at this past weekend where not only TFC was triumphant, but several other teams were fairly triumphant. So in the absence of Duncan, I'm going to attempt to guide you through this past weekend's scoring extravaganza. Columbus, the Revs, Houston, and KC, all with four goals. Ridiculous. Whitecaps lost to DC United. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Actually, I think we've got Duncan on the line from Spain. 
Uh, go ahead, Duncan. Oh, that's lovely, dear. Now run along and make us a cup of tea, would you? <laughs> Uh, look, I'm sorry, but Marjorie happens to be my girlfriend. Oh, don't apologise, lad. We've all made mistakes. <laughs> right, this bank ad, I've done me own. Close up on a man. Real man. No offence, pal. Yeah, <laughs> man. Open a bank account of the National Northern Bank and you get a free packet of lard. <laughs> right, come one for that slimming campaign. Last, right, standing on Wayne scales, holding her spare tie. She's going, oh dear, look at this. Bloke says, never mind, love, sorry to get hold of. Let's get pissed oh. and have some lard sandwiches. <laughs> Another one, right, for that bread campaign. Eat white bread. We're now farted about with. <laughs> Don't be a puff. Eat white bread. <laughs> Thanks, Duncan. So this weekend, TFC make their way down to uh, West Philadelphia. I mean, sorry, they're just going straight to Philadelphia. And they'd be better off in West Philadelphia. Probably. Via West Philadelphia, safer, yeah, much safer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even on the playground, where you spent most of their days getting roughed up. Safer. Chilling out, Max, and relaxing. Yeah, you know, you like, can't chill out in Max and Chester. No, Are you shooting b-ball no. outside of the school? Shooting something outside of Chester. <laughs> you just get shot. Exactly. At if it's not with a bullet, it's with a needle. <laughs> Directed to the point. Brought to you by Tourism Chester. <laughs> Chester. Uh, but before we sort of get into the, the the heart and soul of the Philadelphia Union discussion, uh, James, you have a scouting report for us. Yes, Christian. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Philadelphia, will be, they will look very much similar to how they have over the last few years. You know, you still have the Sebastian Latou. You still got Andrew Winger, who found himself after coming over from Montreal in the the Jack McInerney 3 for 1 trade. Connor Casey is still lurking in the background. Still got your Christian Maidana and your Vincent Noguera. Zach Pfeffer, one of their hot young prospects who's been around the team for the last four or five years, has finally broken in. When he's not busy elbowing people in the face and seeing red cards for it, he's looked pretty decent. It was their new additions that they brought in that have really, really addressed some needs that they've had over the last couple of years. The Venezuelan Fernando Aristigueta. Fernando Ariste. I, I, I can't say it. I can't pronounce it. The Venezuelan. The Venezuelan. <laughs> Down Fer- the Venezuelan. Fernando. And Canadian born Portuguese defender Stephen Vitoria have come in to shore up those positions. You know, a striker up front and a, a solid center back that have been the bane of Philadelphia for the last couple of years. CJ Sapong has come in, provides another look up top or an option out wide. I have a, a kid named Eric Ayuk, who's looked interesting, very speedy and tenacious. Toronto fans will be happy to know that Danny Cruz is no longer with the club. Yes. Wait, Ash. isn't that because he's hurt? No, he's on loan. Excellent. Somewhere Get in a Nordic here. country, I believe. Oh, not Good. San, not San Antonio Scorpions. Scorpions? No? That's it's possible. I haven't been keeping up on my Danny Cruz news. Are they Stockholm Scorpions? Uh, the, yeah, the Al Svenskin. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. sister club. So that's good news for Ashton Morgan, who always seems to get into fights with Danny Cruz whenever they play. That brings up an interesting point, as I'm sure we all remember fondly that Philadelphia was Greg Vanny's first game last season. That was a fantastic game. Good times. They won that one, right? Yeah, won? Yeah, it ended happily. Yeah, and then carried on sweetly to the playoffs. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember? Great run. That that party we threw and... I remember the semifinal clash against Chivas. That was wonderful. There was a parade. I still have some of the confetti. Where was I? On vacation. Ah, damn it. 
For all those good memories, however, mm-hmm. the Union have struggled this season. They currently sit below Toronto FC in the Eastern Conference. There's a ninth place. Really? That isn't Montreal. It's true. Oh, wow. In ninth place in the East with a record of one win, three draws, and five losses. Now, if that sounds like a lot of games, that's because they have played three games more than our own Toronto FC. And making matters all the worse was that only win came against expansion New York City at the front end of a home-and-away series where they drew the back leg in New York. Not to say that drawing against expansion New York is a bad thing, but you wouldn't have minded having more than one win against an expansion side. They were hammered by Columbus on the weekend, 4-1. Not the best of form to come into the game. And they are coming off the back of two straight losses, so they will be eager to turn it around. But Toronto might just be able to hand them a third. They're like a caged animal. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. So, as we were saying, in the the Union, in their short time in MLS, almost as big a disaster as TFC. Although, they've had only three coaches, so catch the hell up, you guys. And they've actually made it to the playoffs, so we hate them. But they are definitely on a downward spiral. They've had a dismal start to the season. And not really much better last year, but so far this is terrible. So technically, as any game is, but really this is a winnable game for TFC. But, as is always my fear of Toronto playing down to their opponents and still on the road and still with Vanny with new shiny toys. Um, A couple other things to bring up. Uh, They are horrible defensively. They've let in a league-leading 17 goals already. Now, yes, they've played more games, but still, there is not a lot of hope that defensively they're very solid. So good news for Toronto, because Toronto actually scores goals. They can't keep them out either, but we score goals. Um, and it seems like Josie and uh, Jovinko are finding you know, their scoring shoes at the right time. So this could be an opportune moment. So quick question for you. Uh, would you set this lineup any differently than uh, the game we just had in Orlando? No, it sounds really simplistic, but what's needed to win in this match is a carbon copy. Yeah. They are, I think in reality, a more talented side with many more dangerous pieces. So if you can go out and pull together something that is very similar to a team that I would, you know, on paper it's easy to say, I would fear less than Orlando, really. Yeah. I think Orlando has more of those intangibles that could hurt you out of nowhere. I don't quite get the same feeling out of Philadelphia, which, of course, will mean I'll be proven wrong. <laughs> but, um, no, I think if you if they can pull off something very similar to what they did in Orlando, they have every chance to win this match. Yeah, no, something that I wrote before the Orlando game was that, you know, we were pretty down on how Toronto had played through the last couple of matches. But the realistic view was if they come off the road trip with a point a game, they were doing all right from that start. And when you looked at the last two games, Orlando and Philadelphia, I sort of had them getting a point perhaps in Orlando and, mm-hmm. and having a win against Philadelphia. So getting the full points in Orlando, going into Philadelphia, you sort of have to see it as a bonus, whatever comes out of this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they pull off another win, coming home with nine points suddenly makes the doom and gloom a whole different story. Oh, it just melts away. Because if you offered nine points to most people with this, you know, road trip to start the season, I mean, a lot of supporters. I think that's what we had benchmarked it at, right? Mm-hmm. We were like, if, if they I think hit... I benchmarked lower. I think right, we, we said put happiness level at nine. nine we'd exactly. accept that. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's being in the throes of it that makes you forget that nine points would be amazing because we've seen some really howler moments and some really howler games. Um, so, like, I mean, this is kind of low hanging fruit, but I'll take it. You know, I'm not not gonna, certainly not going to get get picky as to where my three points come from. I just want them. I will only accept the highest of quality points. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you may as well just strike these from the record. Oh, sure, we beat them three one, but just just did we beat them with them. style? I, don't I want think fruit so. points. Fruit <laughs> points. High hanging fruit points. That's right. The ripest of the fruit. I think that you know you'll get Philadelphia and what they the style they want to play is the style that actually Vanny wants to play as well. So staying a similar shape and lineup as they play in Orlando has to work to TFC's advantage. They're a wounded animal right now as well, but their big players aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And I don't know. This is I, I rarely I, I try not to with TFC to look at any team, regardless of home or away, and think we should win this. Yeah, it's a poisoned it, chalice. It, it, that it is absolutely a dangerous is. game. I know, but in the back of my head, it's like it could happen. Well, let me just make the just same try it. raise the same consideration that I brought up before the Chicago game when we last spoke. Right. Uh-huh. And that was that we're far too early in the season to really have a definitive grasp on what an opponent poses. Does. Yeah. You know. So as much as we can say Philadelphia hasn't been great. We can also say that we don't know exactly what they're going to bring. So just a little bit of caution. All right. So Marisa do sort of, you know, return back to MLS. Welcome back, Mo. Famously sold for our soon-to-be-gone grass pitch. One of the strangest transfers in the history of it really is. It goes it's, grass. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 its own rule. Uh, the the Mo for grass rule, and he's got to be wondering. Dear gods, what have I gotten myself into? And you also have to sort of look at him and think, what the hell happened to you? Like, you were on the ascendancy of what should have been a glittering career. Mm. And, yeah, it's lost a lot of luster. I believe Stoke happened. Stoke happens. (laughs) (laughs) But is that it? Is it? Yeah, I was looking at him, and I was trying to figure out, and I'm not sure I have the answer to this, but I'll put it out there. Has any... Um, American star member, you know, even though he's fleeting with the national team, but who left Major League Soccer for a you know, high-profile transfer to Europe, has any of them star dropped quite as rapidly? Oh, I don't think so. I think almost almost all of them have come back to. Well, there have been a lot. Acclaim. There have been a lot of Americans that struggled going over. Like Brexhe was at Stoke as well. But I would consider uh. his star at a higher point. Yeah. Now, Robbie Finley, who I saw play for Nottingham Forest True. a couple of years ago. But that was Forest. <laughs> also, too. Um, Wasn't his fault. Yeah. I do also, with his transfer to Rangers, he was there when Rangers was going under liquidation. Mm-hmm. And and there was a lot of there was a lot of talk of whether or not he was going to stick around or not. I'm not sure if he did actually stick around, but he may have stuck around too long in the sense that it was he couldn't get onto another contract. So he kind of mired away wherever he could get a game in type thing. And I think that did more damage just being at the, like, instead of being in the eye of somebody, like, in front of scouts, in front of people, like, regular paying patrons in a competitive league, um, you know, being subjected to the fourth division or third division of Scotland is, yeah, that, that that probably you wouldn't wish it on your worst of foes, huh? right? Uh, so then well, it, it's just circumstantial. He just literally 
took every wrong turn humanly possible for. Well, or, or the, I think he wrote. Well, yeah. I think he wrote it down. I think. I think he he took the he went with them thinking, well, we'll bounce back and everything will be fine. And even when like the books were uncovered and they you know liquidated and reformed and all that, it wasn't all that great. And then at some point in time, you probably find out how much of a pay cut he was really going to be taking, because even if you. He was transferred out of here for what five million U.S. or something like that. I don't know if it was that much. Well, Toronto gets like two thirds of it, so whatever. It was, maybe it's three. I don't know why I was thinking three, but maybe I can't three remember million, exactly. Maybe it's three million quid. I either can't way, um, like he was still going to get a good chunk of change playing for Rangers. So yeah, at that time, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think I think his his fallen star is a little more victim of circumstance, more so than most. I'm sure you know maybe maybe he wasn't even that good at Rangers. I don't. Mm. I don't no, they liked attention. him. They liked him. He was he he was playing a role there. Yeah. He was a bit of a fan favorite when he did finally establish himself. But what do you think? Fair to call him of the current crop of guys who've gone over to Europe and have come back or or are elsewhere. Biggest drop in probably in I'd say stock, so. yeah. Like for for the like the high profile guys, yeah. yeah, I think so. I would disagree just in a little bit that I I think we're seeing a lot of growth out of him as a player. Like he came into Toronto, he was fresh out of college, was a good box to box midfielder. But the way he's played at Philadelphia is he's taken on a, a real leadership role. Like the armband, it, it seems like it means a lot to him. And judging from his recent shoe shopping experience with Rachel. He seems to be enjoying himself. In yeah, I miss that because I refuse to watch anything that she does. Oh, it was a good one. I don't care. Um, and no, I will not watch the Star Wars one. You know, there were. He's, I don't care. He's been yeah, dropped. Be with you. <laughs> uh, he's been dropped back under the center back position, which is one of Philadelphia's constant struggles, as they don't seem to be able to keep a, a fit pair of center backs. And he's been barking at guys, ordering them around. He's he's taken on that leadership role. You know, I think that his career. No doubt has taken a bit of a roller coaster as far as peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. But I, I wouldn't count him out as far as we won't see him ever again. No, I didn't. I didn't think no, that. No, no, it's just sort of the way he returned. And right. I don't even know if it's fair based on his play, you know, to say his stock has fallen. I just mean he he seems to have fallen off the radar, especially of the national yeah. team. And I think that happens when you go to Philadelphia. <laughs> well, I say, and well, in the exactly well, where he Nobody is is not is not helping, right? Even that so Teutonic. Man Mountain, that is Jurgen Klinsmann, is afraid to go to Chester. All right, so question about Mo. So TFC sold him for grass. The union would sell him for what? TFC's grass. We're about to get rid of it. That's true. Here's some backup grass. <laughs> oh, I, I figure he's uh, he's going to be uh, sold for gas or ass because at this point nobody rides for free. That's what it says on Chester's welcome sign. It does. Yeah. It does. Next to the Kiwanis Club. Yeah. Logo. Yeah. Well, Kiwanis is everywhere. I just said they were going to sell him to get Peter Nowak back. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure they're holding their breath until yeah. he comes back. <laughs> uh, uh, I got nothing. All right. No I worries. Got, I got nothing. They're not going to sell him. There you go. Contrarian. Oh, oh, bastard. Steals the car. Now he wrecks the format. All right. New Duncan's really good. One other thing before we move away from this and into the closing parts of the show. If Toronto gets a positive result, draw, we already said this, so nine points if they get the win. Does this lessen the worry or issues facing the team? Or again, is this just a solid performance against two not-so-great teams and the Voyager's Cup and homestand will be the true tale? Well, winning cures all, as, you yeah. know, as we've said many times. Um I wouldn't discount wins against Orlando and Philadelphia as 
less impressive because of who the clubs are because one of TFC's problems all along is not beating the clubs they should beat. Right, they usually play down. So it would be a sign of maturity almost that they could step up their game to be competent against teams they may consider beatable. That hasn't been a hallmark of this club ever, even at their best of times, which are few and far between. Um, I think the atmosphere around leading into the home opener and stuff will be a much different story. If they can come home with nine points, there'll be a higher feeling of optimism. And, you know, a home opener is one of those funny things where the emotions can change the results. They're always a strange match. Um, they, They fly in the face of who's on form oftentimes so um it could be it could be a a chance for them to really go on a nice little roll if they can pull off an extra three points here no i see i i don't i don't think that uh uh, getting a positive result will uh lessen those issues getting points off the league whipping boys expected Uh, it's not really an indicative of a turnaround surely that's what we're going to hear about two game win streak or turning a corner or putting the rest of the East on notice or erasing the failure of the Raptors or Barcelona are dogging us. Why are you scared, bro? Honestly, I just, uh, you know, let's, let's get some, let's get some quality victories under the belt. And then I like that. We, we fear a winning streak just because of what we have to sit through from the marketing department, but, but it's true. But it's it is true. true. And, and I, but I'm with Mark. That is my concern. too. Uh, I don't, if they're on a winning streak, I do not go on their website. Yeah. I, like, know, I, I just block the email. <laughs> I, I do. I want to like stay off Twitter. I want to stay off social media because it's all I see. Oh yeah. You, all you haters. Where are you now? And oh, come on. Look at this. Yeah, I'm just like, there's a lot of that lately the narrative out of this game all you Joe Bendick haters yes who the fuck's a Joe Bendick hater at worst people say at worst they say he's average I've said he's average yeah as have I I, hater who the fuck's I hate him Nobody worst keeper in MLS. He's not, you know. No, of course he's not. It's like hating a Saint Bernard. Is it really? I mean, for for the first, the worst kind of dog. (laughs) Don't be a hater. Stop hating on Saint Bernard. I know. With their whiskey and shit. I've been I've been petitioning the gathering of Saint Bernards and putting them down because they're a threat to children everywhere. Um, you know what though? Like, it's it's amazing that the narrative, like the phony narrative, is like a thing, like. There's why, been why? a lot of narrative why? this year, and I'm sick of it. Like I, this all goes back to anytime you want to stop insulting me as a customer. Never mind as a supporter or a soccer fan or however many levels of 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 fandom you want to measure people by. As a customer, let it go. I mean, crap. If Pizza Pizza has a sale, you only hear about it on the radio. You don't get three emails and six tweets and. And then there's a contest to design your own pizza with you could do with, with with your local pizza store, and then they'll give you ten free pizzas. Actually, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, it is a, actually a really good idea. Lots of meats. But but my point is like, just can you just let us wallow in the joy instead of having to stoke the joy? We're so miserable anyway. Stoke have, have it. Stoke happens. Stoke happens. Stoke does happen. Stoke. There's your word from a local hater. Exactly. St. Bernard's. Honestly. In his Cocker, Hate Span- Bernard's. For Cocker Spaniel agenda. Uh, it's a uh, Cocker Spaniel supremacist, by the way. <laughs> all I have is winning cures all ills, which is pretty much then, inside. All right. You're good. Cool. Done. Philadelphia, done. Haters. Get me out of here. I got to get away.
as we come to the end of our show, we are going to, of course, go to our favorite bit, which is Would You Rather? Gentlemen, who wants to go first? Would you rather have Josie Altidore score one goal per game for the rest of the season or have often on bursts? Either one you choose has him with a final goal tally of 34 goals a season. <laughs> I know which one I want because the off and on pisses me off. I'm mm. going to go with bursts. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go with the bursts because I'm still waiting for a hat trick. Exactly. Truth. He never scores a hat trick. Right. He's um, got two braces. Having one guaranteed goal a game can be very advantageous. But sometimes you need a player to turn it on when everyone else isn't performing, and Jamaica. that's where the burst comes in. Sorry, I didn't catch that name. Oh, sorry, it's Giovinco. Sorry, I said it wrong. <laughs> you have to pronounce the I. Yeah, that's that's what it's there for. Who puts the I-O beside one another like that? So I will take 34 goals. I don't care where they come from. <laughs> or how they come. All right. All right. If there's a... You find a bottle. You rub it. A genie that looks like Tim Lewicki pops out. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> Run fast. No, I don't want to Smash it. Smash <laughs> it. <laughs> Burn it with fire. <laughs> Fucking scare the shit. Would you rather be granted one TFC wish, which could be fulfilled this year immediately, or wait for five years and have three TFC wishes granted? No, not the five-year wish plan. Fuck. <laughs> You're such a bastard. The genie of the um, game. That's me. <laughs> I'm going to wait five years. I can't believe I just said that. I'm going to wait five years. They might not even be around. I know, I know, I know. It's true. Way to give three wishes to the Albuquerque Isotopes <laughs> FC. True. I shouldn't be. I'm, I'm, I'm guiding your answers. I'm sorry. No, I, no, 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 no. That's, you're, 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 you're allowed to. Um, hmm. See, I, I'm going to go with the three for five only because... I need two right now to accomplish what I want, and that is none of those stupid things where I I want I wish for three more wishes. No, 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 no. no I know the rules. I know no. how this works. Genie rules. No, the, the I want I would I need two immediately. One being prevention of Argos, and the other being Nick Sulzma's triumphant return. I just think this game this team needs a little Sulzma now. Also, looking up Wikipedia because I needed a list of names of players who ended their careers in Toronto for that last bit. Um, yeah. If you don't wish no Argos do, now, it'll be, it might be too late I in know, five years. I know. I know. I'll take the three and five because at that point, I'm going to build a new stadium with one of them. All right. Well, it has to be a TFC wish, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, a wish. Yeah. one of your wishes will be TFC gets his own stadium. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's, Again. that's a yeah. smart idea. Again. Smart idea. I'm not giving not my bad. wishes. I'm not telling you what my wishes are. They're just... On the wishes. Docklands. They're nu- nudies, aren't they? They're all nudies. <laughs> Andrew Wiedemann. <laughs> Fucking nudies. I will take the one wish right away because I have absolutely no patience. Very nice. And all right. What would that lead you to wish? Or patience. Just, is he's, wish, he's wishing for patience. <laughs> just a little patience. Oh. <laughs> Just blew his mind. Go. Whoa. Do you have a wish? Would you do have you an immediate have, wish? Do you have one? If you had to do it? No, no, I'd need some time to You're going to sit on it? Okay. Yeah, you have it until October. Yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let you know next time I make a substitute appearance. All right, what's your, uh, what's your question for the, for the panel? Would you rather relive the last eight plus years of TFC fandom? This has got to be a good other. Or spend... Five years supporting Philadelphia while living in the Philadelphia airport, Tom Hanks style. TFC. <laughs> Fuck. What a weird asterisk. 
Wait a minute. I can't leave the airport to watch the games, right? Do you, you have to watch there one of those little TVs that it. you put coins in? No, I'll take the TSC every time. I need a bed. Are there kindly stewardesses that you end up falling oh, definitely. for? Oh, definitely. Oh, man. I love stewardesses. It's true. Who stewardesses. Doesn't? Who doesn't? Sexy stews. Iceland air. So choice. Even the older ones look amazing. I still know, but then there's all the Fresh Prince stuff, too. I love airports. But I have a, feel, I have a feeling Philadelphia's airport is LaGuardia-esque. So I had I'm a couple gonna, of bad experiences in Philadelphia. I'm going to stick with the TFC of the last eight years, despite the temptation. If you would have picked a different city, we might have talked. It was JFK right. Airport. Who knows? Would you rather have Combine Harvester be played during every stoppage in play and for goal celebrations yes. for yes. the rest year, rest for the next year, yes. or yes. Star Trekking across the universe for the same? Combine Harvester. Yeah, Combine Harvester. Are we talking a song or the sound of an actual Combine Harvester? Uh, the, song? the song? Do you not listen the famous, to the podcast, the famous, Super the hot track. Yeah, the one that got us kicked off of uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud for one episode. Um... We're not taking. Right, what was the other one? Them. Star Trek. Star, Star Trekking. Trekking across the universe. These songs only count if you listen to the show. Yeah, clearly, yeah. just someone doesn't. Um, I'm not familiar with songs. I'm not familiar. Okay, with music either. is what happens. When <laughs> <laughs> oh, music! Just that pick sucks. one. Uh, neither. They're both terrible. You, you're not allowed to answer that. All you right. have to pick one. I believe I just did. You have to pick one. Star Trekking? There you go. And part B. Oh, there's a part B. Oh. There's the, I'm standing in for Duncan. Oh. Which would you rather have playing every time you make love? Oh, Combine Harvester. Carbine Harvester. Because I'll give her the key. Who are, who are? Who are, who are? Star Trekking? That could work, too. I could think of some pretty dirty lyrics to that. Only going forward, never in reverse. <laughs> truth, truth. It's in, Jim. It's in. Would you rather have a team that makes the playoffs in a beautiful stadium in a murder mecca? Or what we have now. How bad do you want a playoff team? Do you want Philadelphia situation? Or what we got? Because I know I'm picking safety. Yo. This sounds like a, this feels like a, if a tree falls in the woods sort of situation. Like, yeah, I think I'll just stay If you where die we're before the playoff. That stadium. There's no way. There's no trees? Never worth it. <laughs> Um, if they are, they're well burnt to the ground. I like the, feel, the, the sound of murder mecca. Like all murderers from around the world take pilgrimage there. Oh, that's true. I, not Spin around PPL Park. Look, once in my life. Let's buy a river. <laughs> I got to put murdering aside and go to Chester. <laughs> it's it's by a river. It's going to homage to other murderers. It's a beautiful stadium in a, the worst location ever. But it's got the Commodore's Bridge, and Lionel Richie was in the Commodore's. I know, but to get to the bridge, you got to go through the murderers. Did they name the bridge after Lionel Richie's band? Yep. Fact. Good call. No? He was in a Kellogg's commercial, too. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. Wikipedia <laughs> said. So, um, <laughs> Kristen? Uh, no, I'm staying safe. Safe? I am. Safety or glory? What do you want? <laughs> Safety. I'm a pussy. Okay. Let me let me just ramp it up. Cup final? Safety or glory? I've, I've been to Millwall. I'll take a cup final. Yeah. Glory. <laughs> I'll take the murder. I think it might be the only way we get to see playoffs. You've been, Damn it. You've been to Millwall, no doubt. Right? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that is all for us this week. As always, if you've got questions or comments or ideas for us, don't hesitate to put something in the comments on the site, send us an email, tweet at us, or go on our Facebook page because we have Facebook now. Also, um, let us know if this sounds better. We got a bunch of new equipment. 
uh, might sound annoying in some parts because we were testing it out and I've got headphones on there and everyone else doesn't. It's really funny. Yeah, we were doing left-right things and we were trying to sound like CBC earlier. But uh, yeah, uh, feedback, including sound quality. We're trying some new stuff out, so please do so. Yeah. No, no nudies. No. No so, yeah, so nudies. Go on Facebook, leave us a note. I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys regardless in whichever way you choose to reach out. Uh, join us next week when we look back. It will surely be a triumph in Philadelphia. Absolutely. How could it Preview the first leg of the Voyager's Cup, and most importantly, the home opener. Guys, the home opener is actually almost here. It's so freaking exciting. They play games in Toronto? Allegedly. Uh, and of course, what else our crazy club chooses to throw at us over the next week. So thanks again to the panel. Uh, found on the Twitters at MalarkeyFC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Yo. On the interwebs at KidNerdMark, with a K, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Uar Uar, with a K. On the net at Grossi, Mr. James Grossi. And you can find me on the Information Highway at KZ Knowles. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Until next week, Toronto, get used to it. Super highway? Not super highway, just a no, regular highway. Just no. a regular highway. Just a regular highway. <laughs> I can't deal with tolls. <laughs> <laughs> I like to meander. Knowles what don't can do I tolls. <laughs> I give you extra money. Yeah, you know. Strong. <laughs> I'm Duncan. Shite. Darlington. No, I'm Duncan. Oh. <laughs> Why is Duncan sound like Sean Connery? I don't know. <laughs> because Duncan would talk just like that. Now it's starting to fucking game. Insert Darlington. Michael Caine accent. No, we're not jumping the shark. We're not. We're not, we're not, we're not jumping no. the shark. James, listen. We're not jumping the shark. Not on this episode. We're not, not jumping. We're not, words. we're not jumping the shark. Back to Duncan. Duncan. Darlington. Duncan. Darlington. You must be pushy. Trash. Pushy. Darlington. You start the snakes. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. Tranmere Rovers. Tranmere Rovers. Aha! There can only be. There can only. There can be only one. Trouback. <laughs> Duncan Fletcher. Duncan. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan Fletcher. Duncan, Duncan D. Fletcher. D. Fletcher. Fletcher! <laughs> Of the Darlington Fletchers. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. No, the pleasure is the pleasure. Is all mine. No, no, Tony. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> I love you guys. Welcome to the rock. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. Darlo finger. <laughs> <laughs> They're the club, the club in the seventh tier.
Fuck Spursh. <laughs> fuck Spursh. Spursh. Fuck them and your fucking, fucking shot. Toronto EPL club. Shotherners. Fuck Spursh. The love of Chad Barrett. Barrett galore. <laughs> Pricky. Pricky. <laughs> Roslyn. <Stop>. Raj. Eleven <laughs> <laughs> percent. <laughs> That's too high. Travesty. We need we need to negotiate that back down to a much more manageable number. <laughs> Does he actually say the phrase "leave extraordinary gentlemen" in the movie "The Extraordinary"? <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't matter. This is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Eleven percent is too high. He was in a Kellogg's commercial. Mike. All right. No, why do you? Know this? I just made it up. That's why. Say, please tell me that's I wanted that to be real. Oh, I'm that so was sad now. That Wikipedia fakeness excellence. <laughs> Seriously. To it. Also a beard in a cornflakes. Well, Jake said. The sound of Toledo. <laughs> w T I F O Toledo. <laughs> In the box, what do you say? <laughs> I was just gonna go morning show. Go <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was waiting. I was like surprised it was taking this long. Tony and the Caribou. <laughs> hey, hey, Caribou, what's in? Oh no. 